Welcome to the Antioch Austin podcast. Wherever you're listening from, we hope this message encourages you. For more information about Antioch Austin, please check our website at AntiochATX.com. Now here's Pastor J.D. Griffin. Well, hey, church. Uh, Man, I I just want to start. I'm a big fan of not gossiping behind people's backs. So right off the bat, I just want to say worship was bomb today. Uh, I'm so thankful for our worship team. There was about eight or 10 of them leading here, but I just want to say they represent about 50 people that I just could not be more proud of because week in and week out, they give everything that they have so that they can lead us into the presence of God. It's amazing. So thankful for our worship team. Uh, You know, in, in the Bible, worshipers actually went before soldiers. And they did that because worship changes the atmosphere. And so their, their whole purpose was to say, you know what, before the army goes, we're going to set the tone for who our God is as they go. And so I love that we have a team of people that do that for us. They say, you know, we're going to go to battle in some areas of our life. And we have some lead worshipers that lead out and they do it with excellence. And what I know that maybe you don't know is that there are hours. I mean, you, you see a couple songs, hours of preparation and practice and planning so that they're ready to get out of the way. So that God can show up. And and I just want to say to our team, I could not be more proud of you. Uh, And if you know anyone on our worship team, not just the faces that you saw up here today, but anybody, just go ahead and text bomb them. Let them know uh, how much you love them and how thankful you are for them. All right. Now, but for my message Today, you guys ready to, to go to work? So for my rest of my message today is out of Luke 10, verse 38. If you have a Bible, I want you to jump with me there. If you don't, check this out. It's really easy. Send us a message. Say, I need a Bible. We'll put one in the mail to you. We want you to have a Bible so that you can be a Bible reader. Amen? Uh, Luke 10, verse 38 says this. As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he had to say. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. And she came to him and asked, Lord, Don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Nothing like a little tattletelling in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. The title 
of my message today is a question. Are you drowning? Are you drowning? Now, I I spent a little bit of my life in Southern California, lived in San Diego, and shout out to all of our San Diegans and our consistent San Diego viewers on our stream. We love that you're with us. Um, Now, I did what you do when you live in San Diego. I lived at the beach, right? I mean, if you're going to live in a town where everybody goes to vacation, you might as well live your life like you're on vacation, right? So every single day, I was at the beach. No exaggeration. I surfed every day, at least once a day. I was 100% obsessed, and I loved being in the ocean, and, and I surfed all the time. And now, now, if you don't know, like waves in San Diego are not normally very big. Like it's like, if, if it gets huge, it's like maybe what they call head high, which is like five or six feet. But the waves in San Diego are powerful. They're not big, but they're strong. Now, if you think like wave, you think like Galveston, not a wave. If you think wave, South Padre, not a wave. Like waves sweep you up and you have no control over what's happening. You feel like you're being washed like dishes. Okay, and, and so now, now we would surf all the time. Now there are a couple of days that it gets really, really big in San Diego. Now one of these days, me and my buddies were paddling out. It's like 16 feet high surf, okay? It's, it's massive and we're paddling out to this, this point that, that's called Boneyards, very appropriately named. And so we're paddling the Boneyard and as we're paddling out, there's this old dude paddling in wearing a helmet. Now, when I saw that, I thought maybe I didn't make the best decision today paddling out if there's a guy that's paddling in wearing a helmet. And so I'm out there. Now, just to fast forward into this story, here's what happened. Very simply, I fell. Okay? I fell on this wave. And when I fell on this wave, this wave picked me up and shot me to the bottom of the ocean. And it held me down at the bottom of the ocean till I literally thought I could not hold my breath for one more second. Then all of a sudden it was like a bullet out of a gun, a shot to the surface. And you're like when you've been holding your breath for a really long time, you're kind of like panty. You're like, uh, 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 and you can't like get a big breath in. Okay, well, th- that, that's exactly what was happening to me. I'm in this like foam and I'm like, uh, uh, and I look up and another wave is coming and it slams me in the face. And the breath that I get right before it's about to pick me up and take me on a ride is, and so like I have no air in my lungs. And, and this is when like it pins me back down on the bottom again for so long. It's pitch black. I'm so deep. And I literally have the thought, this is it. I was like, I I don't think that I'm going to make it out of this one. Like, this must be what drowning feels like. Because, like, I was giving everything that I had. I was struggling as hard as I could. And I cannot make my way back to the surface. Now, obviously, I did. I made it. I'm going to attribute elementary school swim team to my success, but here's the deal. I feel like there are moments in our lives, if we're honest, that feel a little bit like that. We're given everything that we have, we're we're struggling, and we can't seem 
to get up for air, right? I mean, between work, between the responsibilities that we're carrying for some of us, between our kids and our kids' schedules, right? The to-do list that seem like they're, they're never gonna get done, right? There are days that feel like it's hard to breathe. I, I don't wanna put words in your mouth, so let me just for a minute speak about me. If I'm honest, I think that I've been pulled in so many directions on some days, it, it felt like I was fighting to breathe as, as the waves of my schedule were just crashing over me. The waves of the urgent of the present were, were hitting me in the face. The, the waves of responsibility are holding me down. And, and when the governor made the announcement earlier this week that the state of Texas was going to begin the process of, of, of starting to think what does reopening the state for business look like. You know, I was hit with two very real emotions. To be honest, one I expected, but one completely surprised me. The one that I expected was relief, like, like so many of you. You know, it felt like Relief for so many of my friends who have lost their jobs or own small businesses. They don't know how they're going to pay rent this month. It's, it's complicated. It's challenging. There was relief that maybe for the first time in a long time, there, there was a light at the end of this tunnel that seemed like it would never end. I felt a little bit of relief thinking about like just starting to feel normal, like being able to leave my house you know, it just sounded good. But at the same time, I couldn't deny that I was feeling some grief. I was feeling grief, and not grief at what this crisis has cost so many of you. And for most of you, what you've lost in this crisis is not just going to miraculously come back. But the grief that I was feeling in the midst of this is that, yeah, this has been hard, but it hasn't all been bad. Can I say that again? It's been hard, but it hasn't all been bad. This was a forced shutdown for almost all of us. Now, yes, there, there are definitely some of you who are working harder and longer than you ever have before. And for those of you who are on our front lines, like, wow, 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 thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We, we are so grateful for you, for your sacrifice. You know, but <laughs> for the vast majority of us, this season has forced new rhythms on us. This, this season has forced new ways of living on us. And, and some of these new rhythms, I gotta be honest with you, are better. Some of these new rhythms that we found in this crisis are better. Some of these new rhythms have exposed some of the unhealth and the rhythms, I'll speak for myself, that I have left behind. And I think this is why there's this tension of like relief and grief. 
It's because we're, we're all going to begin to experience some sort of tension in, in varying degrees as we move forward together. And I think this tension should not be something that we try to like alleviate. I think this tension is something that we should fight to manage. Meaning that I think it should be both. I think it should be feel like relief. And I also do feel like there should be a little bit of grief. That there should be parts of us that are thankful that we're starting to move forward through this. Parts of us are also going to be sad to see some of the elements of what has become our normal in this season begin to leave us. And in Luke 10, verse 38, we find two women that are living in the same place with a different rhythm. Two rhythm, two women living in the same place with a different rhythm. Martha was a doer. Mary was a beer. Martha was full on making it happen, right? I mean, she's running around, making sure that all of the details were covered. Martha was like, you know, she, she, she's like the go-getter. Do you know some go-getters, right? Like she, she's making it happen. She's running around. She can't sit down until you sit down. My mom struggles from this. At dinner time, when we're at my mom's house, she won't sit down until everyone else is sitting. We have to be like, mom. Sit down, right? You got to tell her, like, stop. We're good. I'm almost 40 years old. I could get my own coffee. You know what I mean? Like, there's just this, like, Martha was a, was a goer. She was running around, making sure everything was happening and happening well. And she was like the type of person that everything that she touched had all of who she was in it. Right? She was wholehearted, man, in every, everything that she did. And the picture of Mary that we see is as her sister is running around like a crazy woman, she's just like sitting at Jesus' feet, just listening. And I gotta be honest with you, like this really sounds like my house. Because like anytime it's, it's like kind of cleanup time, at the Griffin house, some if not all of my children, or we could be talking about like cleaning up dishes, Legos, a game, Somebody is going to have a bathroom emergency right at cleanup time that will last as long as cleanup lasts. And, and the frustration that's felt from the rest of us as they're in their bathroom emergency, right, is real. So when Martha snaps, okay, and, and she says like, look, this chick is not listening to me. Right? You know that she'd have been giving her sister that eye. You know that eye that just your, your sister can give you? You know when she was like walking past her, probably listening to Jesus and giving her one of those like. You know, she's going and she's like, oh, excuse me, Mary. Let me clean this up real quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know that, like, you know that she would have been like, hey, could you help me please? That that conversation, she probably started polite. Have you ever had one of those where you're like, oh, hey, Mary, can I talk to you over here? Can I talk to you over here, right? And, and you have like a little conversation. You're like, hey, look, I'm busting. You're over here just like sitting. And Mary's just like, look, it's Jesus, man. Like, I'm going to sit down. And Mary's like, are you kidding me? And so Martha snaps at her. And she's like, look, this chick won't help me. She's not listening to me. 
She like goes up to Jesus and she's like, Jesus, look, Mary, Mary, quite contrary, is doing nothing. Can you please tell this woman to help me? And what Jesus said to Martha is important for us to grab as we're in our own tension. Because what Jesus said to Martha was Mary has chosen the better way. Mary has chosen the way that is better, the better way. Jesus did not say that Mary has chosen the right way. He said that Mary chose the better way. He, he, he was not pointing out that what Martha was doing was wrong. But he was using what Martha was doing and what Mary was not doing to point out that there were two approaches to life on display in this moment. One was being worried and upset about many things. And the other was being present where they were aware of who they were with. And Jesus says, one of those rhythms was better. You, some of you know that I actually am a drummer. Or may, maybe I should truthfully say I used to be a drummer. I, I don't get to play drums very often anymore, but Honestly, like, I still love it. Like, I love playing drums so much. It's, it's just like a part of my heart. Uh, I love playing worship to Jesus through the drums. Like, I just, it's so fun to hit stuff. You know, like, just, it's just sometimes you just need to hit stuff, you know, and to be loud. And, and drums are amazing. But, but as a drummer, there's something that you come face to face with, like, pretty early in your learning how to play drums journey. And it's this little thing called a metronome. Now, uh, the metronome's sole job is to keep the time. Okay? And, and the thing about a metronome that's frustrating for a young drummer is that a metronome does not change. So if you set the metronome at 100 beats per minute, it's going to stay, regardless of what you play, at 100 beats per minute, until you change it to 110 beats per minute, then it's going to stay at 110 beats per minute. And what the metronome will expose to you is that you have no idea how to stay on tempo. <laughs> Metronomes don't move. Now, for most of us, our life has a tempo. Our life has a tempo. And a lot of that tempo is set for us, right? Like our work demands, the, the demands of our jobs, the, the demands of school. The, those things are not going to change. Uh, our, our family schedules, right? Like running little people everywhere around this city at all hours of the week. That is not going to change, finding out about award ceremonies, parents, I'm talking right to you. Finding, and if you're a principal, can somebody please email me and explain this to me? How in the world are the organizations that are in charge of educating our children 
They let parents know about award ceremonies where your kid's going to be honored like 24 hours before the ceremony is going to happen as if you don't have anything else going on. Like, it is so frustrating. Like, we'll get a, a, a little note home with like, oh, your daughter Sophie, because it's always Sophie. Can I just be real? Like, your daughter Sophie is going to be honored in this award ceremony happening tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. And you're like, cool, thanks for the heads up. You know, like, those things aren't going to change. Some of the tempo of our life is set for us, right? Like, and, and everything starts to kind of pile on top of each other, and, and it starts to feel overwhelming. And, and so, although, let's be real, some of the tempo in our lives we can change, for the vast majority of us, there's most of the tempo we can't. Most of that tempo we can't change. But tempo does not have to affect rhythm. All right, let's have a little fun. Let me show you. Let's do this. Oh, yeah. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. Okay, so what I've done is I've got a metronome here, and if you don't know, this is what a metronome sounds like. Isn't that just like an encouraging noise? Like, I don't, it's, it's like no matter what, no matter what brand of metronome, they all sound the same and they're all equally as annoying. So, so here's the deal. Uh, this is 116 beats per minute. Side note, most pop songs are on this tempo. 116 beats per minute. This tempo is set. Now, listen to this rhythm on top of this tempo. Feels good, right? So that is a rhythm on the tempo of 116. Now, let's do the same tempo, but let's do a different rhythm. See how it feels so different? It's like, it almost feels like it's faster because the rhythm was busier. All right, now here we go. Check it out. Same tempo, different rhythm. That one almost starts feeling like it's slower because the rhythm is less complicated. That is the power of using a different rhythm on top of the same tempo. Some of our tempo in life is not going to change, but tempo does not have to affect rhythm. For all of us, there will be life before COVID and then life after COVID. 
But to quote the famous Winston Churchill, never let a good crisis go to waste. Just because we're starting to think about things beginning to return to normal or whatever normal means doesn't mean that we have to go back to the same rhythms that were drowning us before the shutdown. For me, I can say that there is a better way. In the middle of all this tragedy and fear and pain and frustration and confusion, I've seen signs of God's mercy and grace in my life at the exact same time. Because you know what? It's been good to see that now my day moves with my family versus before my day moved my family. It's been good for me to actually live life with my wife and my kids and experience those amazing moments of side conversations that I just would have missed because I wouldn't have been there. I would have been preoccupied. And, and be honest with you, those are gonna be some of my favorite memories. Those moments will be some of my favorite memories as I look back on this season. I, I just had become so used to the busyness and the craziness that had become my normal, that I didn't even know what being still felt like anymore. It's been good to just be able to sit and be with Jesus and, 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 and to pray, not because I need something, but because I know he has all that I need. Now, here's the thing. My life has the same tempo. I still have a lot of responsibility. There's still a lot of things that I need to do. My job has not slowed down in any way, shape, or form. But what I do and how I do what I do has dramatically changed. The rhythm has changed. This simpler rhythm has been good. And can you see that God really will take everything even the craziest, most unimaginable, why, I mean, could you, I can't wait to tell my grandkids about COVID-19, man. This is so weird what we're living through. It is like so strange what we're in the middle of right now. And God, in the midst of all this craziness and all these like unimaginable things that we're enduring together, is making good come from it because that's, that is exactly who he is. And, and what this shutdown has brought to us is some clarity that there were some areas in our lives where our tempo was dictating our rhythm. But tempo doesn't have to dictate rhythm. We can choose a better way. You know, there, there's this popular and, and really an ancient idea around finding this better way. And it's a way of life that has an intentional pattern of some spiritual disciplines that can provide some structure or maybe even a little direction in our lives that will lead to a path of consistent growth in us as we're becoming more like Jesus daily. 
And this idea has had many names throughout the centuries, but probably the most widespread name is the rule of life. And and it simply means that there are rhythms for our lives that can help us be transformed by the Holy Spirit. And here's the truth. Your life has a rhythm. And if you don't, don't take control of it, it will take control of you. Let me, let me just say that again. I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but your life has a rhythm. And if you don't take control of it, it will take control of you. Romans 12.2 says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There are rhythms that reflect the world. There are rhythms that reflect how the world thinks and operates. And there's rhythms that reflect a love for God and an understanding for how he has made us. These disciplines which we are to build into our rhythms are to help us daily fight to get rid of our old self and allow our new self in Christ to be formed daily. Spiritual disciplines are God's gift to us. They're not burdens for us. Spiritual disciplines are God's gifts to us. They're not burdens for us. And they will help us build healthy rhythms for our lives because remember, your life has a rhythm and you either take control of it or it will take control of you. So so let's not waste what we've learned in these days. I don't know if, if you've ever had to shut down and reset an iPhone, but Apple, just like everything, makes it super easy to do. And as you're like going through the reset button, you, you click reset and, and then you'll get an option. And one of the options is restore to a original settings. Restore to original settings. And, and I think this is our opportunity. We've been in a shutdown. But we don't just need to turn back on. No, let's not waste this. Uh, Let's use this moment for a reset into God's best ways for us, the better way that God has for us, and find new rhythms in the tempos of our life that push us into more of Him versus push us into seasons trying to find time for Him. Am I talking to anybody? Rhythms that that keep the main thing in our lives the main thing. Rhythms that shape us and mold us into the image of God. Rhythms that fill our homes with hope and not rhythms that make our homes feel like a place to survive. And I want to close today by getting real practical for just a couple of minutes and I want you in your living room or in your kitchen or wherever you're watching this to pull out a piece of paper and I want you to write on that piece of paper God, me and we God, me 
and we. Because I want you, right after our time today, to take a moment and lean into heaven for the better way. The new rhythms in these areas of our life. What's my rhythm need to look like with God? Where am I going to spend time with Him? When am I going to spend personal worship time? When am I going to be a Bible reader? When am I going to spend time leaning into God's heart in prayer? Not because I need something, but because I know that He has all that I need. What's the rhythms for me? When do I need to go to bed? How much sleep do I need? Practical stuff. When am I going to exercise and move? Personal development. What do you want to grow in in this season? And then what's your rhythm for we? For some of you, that's marriage, kids. For all of us, it's life group relationships, church life, finding somebody to serve. Our life has a rhythm. We either take control of it or it will take control of us. And we have a moment here to take advantage of this reset and to see some rhythms, maybe some original design rhythms become our daily rhythms. Amen? We don't have to live our lives feeling like we're about to drown. There's a better way. And if you're watching this today and you don't know Jesus, there is no healthy life rhythm without first allowing Jesus to come into our lives and to heal what sin has broken and stolen from us. This decision is life-changing, but it's not complicated. Believing that Jesus is God that his life, death, and resurrection, the way that he forgave us from all of our sin that separates us from him. And then we just need to receive his love and his grace. If you want to make that decision today, there's a prayer that you're going to see right now on the bottom of your screen. And I want you to pray this with me. Just pray, Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean. Cover protect and bless me as I give my life to you. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and strength to follow you all the days of my life. If you prayed that prayer with us, we would love to connect with you and help you in your next steps of walking with Jesus. And until next time, bless you. And remember, always love God, love life, and live free.